let's get into the day's message. What I want to do today is uh, continue. As a matter of fact, uh, last week I said something to you, and I want to make sure you understood what I said. I said the dispensation of grace. So uh, we're going to go back there. We want to show you that again so you may understand what it means when you say the, the Paul finished the word of God. And if you don't ever understand that, then you don't understand what dispensation you are in now. All right. That's why that had to happen. So we're going to go show you that. We're going to go. We're going to give you our subject first. Then we're going to go back and show you and bring you back up to today's message. I'm going to go on and give you today's message first. Uh, so you already know where we're going. Uh, so we're going to go to uh, let's go to the Gospel of St. Mark. I'm going to do this just for my series. I'm a long ways from there. But for my series, the Gospel of St. Mark, and we're going to look at chapter 4. It's going to take me a little while to get there. The Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 4. And I want to read from verse 35 down to verse 41. This is what I'm going to teach on today. But I got to go all the way back and bring the people who just watched this television broadcast. I'm going to bring you back up to where I am right now. All right. So the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 4. We'll come back to your camera. All right, the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 4. We're going to read from verse 35 down to verse 41. And the same day, this is going to be my subject today, and the same day at even, the even was come, he, was, he said to them, let us pass over unto the other side. Now remember, this is what Jesus told them that he gave me to do. And when they had sent, he had sent the mother to away, they took him even was in the ship. They're all going to leave in the ship. And there was also with other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat unto the ship, and it was now full. He was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillar. And they awake him and say to him, Master, care thou not that we perish? And he arose, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great storm. And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? Two questions are in this verse 40. Number one, why are you so fearful? Number two, how is it that you have no faith? That's going to be our subject. The second part, how is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him. So we're going we to talk about today how to have faith. How to have faith. Now, I'm going to go all the way back to last week and bring you up to date because you've got to understand if you didn't get last week, then you don't get this week. Because Last week I talked about, let's go to it, Colossians chapter number 1. And I read 23 to 25, Colossians chapter 1. And I read from verse 23 to verse number 25. 
And I said to you that Paul ministry is the dispensation of grace. If Paul ministry is the dispensation of grace, and I'm going to show you this, that means another dispensation has ended. So that what had ended was the word of God. Now, I'm going to explain that so you understand what it means. I didn't have a lot of time last week. I gave you a lot of word, but I have to today come now and, and add a little bit to it. All right. I gave you some rice with no gravy, but today you get the gravy. All right. Colossians chapter 1. Now, we want to go look at verse 23. This is what it said. If you continue in the faith, in the faith, say in the faith. All right. You got to continue in the faith because that's where God put you. He put you where? In the faith. All right. Continue in the faith, grounded and settled. Be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, and made a minister. Then he's going to say in the next verse, who, who now rejoice in my suffering for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh, for his body's sake, which is the church. And then he says in verse 5, which is our key verse, whereof I am made a minister, watch this, according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you, watch this, to fulfill the word of God. And then I asked you last week, now we talked about the dispensation of the grace of God. I asked you last week, what does it mean to fulfill? If Paul fulfilled what did he fulfill? He fulfilled the word of God. All right. What does it mean to fulfill? To bring to an end, that's one. To finish, the two. To complete, three. To accomplish. So you need to put those words, because all that means to fulfill, that's what happened already. Paul fulfilled the word of God. Now, I'm going to go back and show you the process so you'll go back. Let's go back to the Gospel of St. Uh, Matthews, and I'm going to show you. Well, let's go back to Luke first. Let's go back to Luke 16, 16 first. Now, remember, Paul fulfilled the word of God. You just can't put down that Paul fulfilled. You got to know what he fulfilled. When the gospel of grace was preached, what did Paul fulfill? I showed you in the book of Revelation, chapter 10, chapter 11, that he did fulfill the word of God. And after that, salvation came to the Gentiles, came to the Jews, I'm sorry. Christ returned. Christ came back. All right. So now we want to go back and show you the gospel of St. Luke and that you understand that I be knowing what I'm talking about. In other words, the gospel of St. Luke, chapter 16. And I don't give myself the pat on the back. I thank God for the Holy Ghost because he's the one that showed me all things. That's what the Bible said. When the Holy Ghost has come, he will teach you all things. All right. He will take a mind and he will show it unto you. All right. Luke chapter 16, verse 16 says, the law and the prophets. You can read with me here. The law and the prophets were until John. So when John the Baptist came into his ministry, what did he, his ministry do? Ended the law and the prophets. So when Jesus, when, when he came and introduced, when he came and introduced Jesus Christ, that is what their ministry came to do, was to end the law and the prophets. So the Bible said the law and the prophets were unto John. Since that time, 
The kingdom of God is preached. So what did they preach, John and Jesus? The kingdom of God. All right. Now, we gonna, that same word kingdom of God really is the word of God, but we're going to show you what that means. All right. The Lord and the prophet with the John. All right. Now, since that time, uh, the kingdom of God is preached. Now we see the law and the prophet ended. Now let's go show to you again and let's go to Matthew 24, 24. The gospel of St. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 24. I'm sorry, Luke 24, 24. I'm in, I'm in Matthew. Let's go to Luke 24, 24. So we have to understand what happened there. So when, when, when Jesus kept saying the end, you have to know the end of what? The end shall come. The end of what? It was the end of the word of God. The end of the prophets. The end of the psalm. See, all of that had come to an end. That's why uh, you can put this in your notes. Uh, Romans 10 and 4 said Christ is the end of the law. So you have to understand when Christ came, that's what happened. The law ended. But here's going to give you all three in one verse. Luke 24 and 44. We're going to come to your camera again. The Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 24 and verse 44. And he said to them, remember he is risen from the dead. He said to them, these are the words which I spake to you while I was yet with you, that all things, somebody say all things, all things must be fulfilled. All things. Then he's going to name them which were written in the law of Moses. See, you got to understand when Christ came, everything that in the law of Moses now has been fulfilled by him coming. And the prophet, the law of Moses, and the prophets, and the Psalms. So that's, that's the old covenant. So you have the, so all that's now been fulfilled concerning me. All right. So everything has now been fulfilled. All right. So when Jesus came, <clears throat> Jesus came, told you that he came to fulfill the law. He didn't come to get, a, that's in Matthew chapter five. I'm not going to go back to those. He came to fulfill the law. All right. So you have to understand that was one verse told you all three together. Now, if he came to fulfill the law and the prophets and the psalm, what does the word mean to fulfill? That's the word I gave you, four definitions. You forgot that quick? He came to complete, finish, bring to an end, accomplish. So you need to put those down because he just told you he came to fulfill the law, the psalms, and the prophets. All right? Now, that's why you cannot, you have to know if he fulfilled them, what now has happened. That's why Paul talked about it. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. That's why Paul came to fulfill the word of God. So when, when the gospel of grace started, the kingdom of God ended. See, the kingdom of God was ministered to the Jewish believer. You can't, let me say it again, you cannot minister the kingdom of God to me today. Why? It's been already fulfilled. Let me go somewhere else first. Go to Acts 20 first. Acts 20. See, Peter, James, and John preached the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. Paul preached the gospel of Christ. 
of the gospel of grace. We'll go to Ephesians chapter 3 next and show it to you. All right, here in Acts chapter 20, watch what the apostle Paul is going to say in verse number uh, 24. They prophesied when you go to Jerusalem what's going to happen. But let's go to verse 24, Acts chapter 20, verse 24. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear to myself, so that I might, might, might finish my course, that I may finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ. I come to finish my course. I come to finish the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here it is, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that you all among whom I have past tense gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. So Paul already preached the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now he had to go and preach the gospel of grace and the gospel of Christ. All right, that's what you have to understand. Now let's go see, because he says in verse number 24, so I might finish my course. Well, let's go see that he finishes. Let's go over to Timothy and see that he finishes. A lot of you should know where that is. We just did that last week. So Timothy just got through saying that he finished. Paul said, I finished my course. Second Timothy 4, thank you very much, verse 6 through 8. You need to mark in your Bible. Paul finished his course. That's why when he says finished, he finished his course. So everybody did something and finished. Jesus Christ on the cross said it is finished. You got to know why he said it's finished. He finished his course. He came to die, buried and raised again from the dead to bring us back into the grace of God. To justify all men, to die for the sins of all men. He finished his work that the Father gave him to do. Well, now the Father gave John a work to do. Father gave uh, Paul, a worker do. Paul finished his course. All right, watch this in verse 6. We are in 2 Timothy 4, 6. Paul finished his course. Paul said, I'm not ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Well, that's what he said in Acts chapter 20. He says, the ministry, verse 24. Now he said, I finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Remember, when Christ came, that's when he got a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and, no, and not to me only, but unto all them that believe his appearing. See, so when you say today that Christ has not returned, then you are de denouncing, I'm going to say it, denouncing what you believe. You say, see, you believe that Christ is in you, the hope of glory. That's what people say, oh, you're Christ in me. Then you turn around and say, Christ is coming. I mean, can't you hear your contradiction in what you believe? So those people who keep saying Christ is coming, they don't believe that Christ is in them. They still preaching that God's going to go get you out the graveyard when he comes. See, so you don't know what you believe. That's why your faith is vain. All right, the resurrection of Christ made your faith alive. Let me show it to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Then we're going to go to Ephesians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number uh, 
12. We'll start there. So when you don't believe Christ rose from the dead, you don't, you don't believe that Christ has, has returned and got the, the believers, you, you, don't, you don't believe the word of God or don't know the word of God because he told you he came back and got the people. He showed you in Revelation chapter 7, he stopped everything until he raised them from the dead. 144,000, which was called the elect. And that's why God talked about it in Matthew. For the elect's sake. See, if you read the word of God, just follow the word elect. I gave you a whole teaching on that. Chosen by grace. See, you were not chosen by grace. You were saved by grace. And you go look at those teachings. They're already on your podcast, and they are free if you got a, a, a phone. All right, verse 12. In verse 12, Paul, Paul said, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how says some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, I watch this, our faith is vain, also our preaching is vain. Then in verse number 17, let's skip down to verse 17. And if Christ be not raised, watch this, your faith is vain, and you are yet in your sins. See, our forgiveness of sin was dependent on Christ's resurrection from the dead. Because through his resurrection, he justified us. Now let's go look at Romans 4.25. So that's why I'm, I'm talking about today how to have faith. And I'm going to show you what the Word of God says and why, why I believe there's, there's a confusion. Romans chapter 4 and verse 25, this is what Christ did. Paul says, who was delivered for our offenses? Romans 4, 25. Christ was delivered for our offenses and he was raised again for our justification. That word justification means to make us right with God. So you got to understand when I, what I'm going to right now, let's, let's go to Ephesians 3 now. Ephesians chapter 3, you can mark these in your Bible. I'm going to be moving pretty rapidly today because I got a lot of word to give you in a short period of time. Ephesians chapter number 3, Paul gave us a justification of grace. As a matter of fact, he told you, first, first, I mean, uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 23 through 25, it was the just in verse 25, it was the just I'm sorry, it was the dispensation of the grace of the gospel of, of God. Here he's going to tell you it's the dispensation of the grace of God. So they are the same. All right, so Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 1. Are you there? We're going to go back to my camera again here. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 1. For this cause, Paul said, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, when he said a prisoner, that means he's in prison. For real. <laughs> All right? If you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God. So when, he read, when he's writing the book of Ephesians, he's letting them know we're in a new, a new dispensation now. He said, now if you've heard of the dispensation of the grace of God. Now you, you see the difference? Colossians 1.25 called it the dispensation of God. So it's the dispensation of the grace of God which is given to me for you, how by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I wrote in few words, whereby when you read, 
you may understand my knowledge, watch this, in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it is now, watch this, here's the key word, revealed. So you underline that word because this is how Paul got the mystery of Christ. It was revealed to him. Remember, Christ preached the mystery. Now, when I say, I, I can say it this way, Jesus preached the mystery because Christ was the mystery. So when Jesus kept preaching parables, he, he wouldn't tell them. He gave them the mystery of the kingdom. Well, the kingdom is Christ. And everything Jesus taught, he taught in a parable so they wouldn't know Christ. Now, Paul, God gave Paul the revelation of the mystery. Or the revelation of Christ, who is the mystery. All right. Now, here it is in verse number five. Other ages, it was not made known to the sons of man and is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Holy Ghost. That the Gentiles, here's the mystery, that the Gentiles should be fellow heir. See, I'm a fellow heir. Of the same body. See, I'm of the same body. Come on, say it. The body of Christ. Right, see, that's something you need to start saying. You are the same body, you are the body of Christ. And not only that, you are a partaker. See, I'm a partaker of the Holy Spirit. Right, so that's how you got the Holy Ghost. You are a partaker of the Holy Ghost in Christ Jesus by the gospel. All right, it's by the gospel. How do you get yours? By the gospel. Everything you got, it was by the gospel. How did you get faith? How did you get your inheritance? How did you get to be a fellow heir? How did you get in the body of Christ? See, everything you got is by the gospel of Christ. Somebody give the Lord a great big hand for the gospel. So if you are going to a ministry that's not preaching you the gospel of Christ, you get nothing. That's what happened. You're just a churchgoer. Because I'm going to show you. Look at Romans 10, 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. See, I tell people all the time, you got to know the word. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 17. Now, those chapters, Romans chapter 8, 9, 10, 11, is to the Jewish believer. So you got to, he's going to switch gears coming out of chapter 8. Once he show you that about himself, he's going to go in chapter 8, 9, 10, 11, he's going to be teaching you about the Jewish believer. And if you don't watch yourself, you'll be thinking that's you. All right, so let's show you that uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Are you there? Watch what it says. So then, faith cometh by hearing, now, what's my message? How to have faith. Watch this. Most people take that and say, this is how you have faith. So then faith come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Remember that word, word there is small. Let me say it again. That, that word there is small, that W. All right? Hearing by the word of God. Now, what gospel do I preach here? The gospel of Christ. I don't preach the gospel of the kingdom. Remember. I preach to you Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. I preach to you the word of truth. 
See, you need, you need a mark. We say that all the time so you'll know what gospel get, we preach. The gospel of your salvation is what? The gospel of Christ or the word of truth. Now, it's the word of truth because the word truth means the word has been revealed. So I'm not preaching you the word of God because the word of God, it has not been revealed. If I preach you the word of God, I'm preaching you Jesus. I told you last week. And, and the word of God was not revealed. But the word of truth is a revealed word. All right, we, you'll get that. You'll get that. You need to just understand. So you got to go over the word of God. All right, here it is. The Bible said in Romans 10, 17, so then faith come by hearing, and hearing, watch this, by the word of God. Now, let's show you what I'm talking about. Let's go back to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Jesus quoted this verse in two places in his ministry. He quoted it in Matthew 4 and 4 and Luke 4 and 4. So we're going to go back and show you to you what he quoted, and that's Deuteronomy chapter number 8 and verse number 3. Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'm going to read verse 1 through 3. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Watch what the word says. Deuteronomy chapter 8. All right, verse 1. He's talking to Israel. Coming back to my camera again. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1. All the commandments which I command this day shall you observe to do. Remember, what in their ministry they had to do. Your ministry, all you need to do is believe, okay? And that's why I'm giving you the three. I'm, I'm going to go to Ephesians after here, chapter 1, and I'm going to give you verse 13 and 14 because that is where we are dealing with my ministry today. All right. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1, said, All the commandments which I command you this day shall you observe to do that you may live. Now, remember, you gotta, they had to do this the, they have to do the word of God that they may live. Multiply. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear to their father. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know that what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandment or not, or keep his word or not. And he humbled thee and suffered you to hunger and fed you with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did your father know. Here it is. That he may make you know that man does not live by bread only. Jesus Christ quoted these in Matthew 4 and 4 in doing the temptation. Matthew 4 and 4 and Luke 4 and 4, he quoted both of these verses. That, man, that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread only. You got to really get, because I'm getting ready to show you something. But man live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. You want to write down uh, the book of Amos chapter 8. Let's go there next. I gave you th some things to write down. We'll get to them. Let's go to the book of Amos first. Man does not live by bread only. Man live by every word that proceeded forth out of the mouth of God does man live. All right, now let's go to the book of Amos. And if you got uh, Daniel, you can find Daniel, you can find Amos. After Daniel, of course, you got Hosea. Joel, 
and then Amos. But you want to go to Amos chapter 8. And we want to look at uh, and verse 11. So you want to mark that in your Bible. Amos chapter 8, verse 11. Are you there yet? All right, we're going to look at verse 11 and 12. I want you to mark that in your Bible because that's going to go with my message today. My message is called How to Have Faith. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get it, I'm getting into it now because the, I'm going to, when I go to Ephesians chapter number 1, verse 13, I'm going to show you how to have faith. And then we're going to go, uh, I gave you another verse, we'll get that next. Hebrews chapter 8. Uh, you also going to write down Habakkuk chapter number 2, verse 1 through 4. We'll go there next, and then we'll pick up the rest after that. Uh, Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, then Habakkuk chapter 2, 1 through 4, and whatever else I gave you will come after that. All right, Amos chapter 8 and verse 11. Okay, now watch what he says. Behold, the days come. Now remember, how did they live? How did they live in, in Old Covenant? By every word. Now I'm going to ask you this again and again because I'm getting ready to show you how you live today. You do not live by the word of God today. You do not live by every word that proceeded forth out of the mouth of God. Let me ask you another question. When did the word proceed out of the mouth of God? Let me say it again. When did the word proceed out of the mouth of God when Jesus came. You'll get it later. See, that's when Jesus came. Jesus came and spoke the word. Put down Deuteronomy chapter number 18, verse 15. I'll show you what I mean. All right, Jesus, that's when it happened. All right, when Jesus came in the flesh, he came in the flesh. God came in the flesh and spoke to Israel personally. So you also want to write down Hebrew chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. I need somebody out there to take notes for me, okay? Not your notes, my notes. All right, Hebrew chapter 8, I'm sorry. Amos chapter 8, verse 11. Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the word of God. Oh, no, he didn't. The word of the Lord. So there's going to come a famine in the land, not of bread, nor of thirst, but of hearing the word of God. And then it says, and they shall wonder. From sea to sea, and from the north even to the east, they shall run to and fro, and they shall seek what? They're going to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. So we got some work to do here. They're going to look for the word of the Lord, but they're not going to find it. See, so that's why when John the Baptist, it, it took 400 years they had not heard from God. That's why you have that gap in your Bible from Malachi to Matthew. 
You, you got an empty page there. You open your Bible, you'll see Malachi. There's an empty page usually in most Bibles. For Malachi to Matthew, most pages would put in there 400 years. So from Malachi to Matthew, it was how many years? 400. Now you need to take your Bible and just go to Matthew so you'll never forget this. That's how many years they had not heard from God. So when Jesus Christ came walking up to John, the Bible said the word of God came to John. Because they hadn't, they hadn't heard from God in 400 years. So I'm going to just put 400 years in my, between my Malachi and Matthew. That's how long it took. So that's why it was a famine. So now when Jesus Christ come, they hadn't heard from God. All right, just keep that in mind. So my message today is how to have faith. And how many know if you can't hear from God, <laughs> you're not going to have no faith, right? Right. All right. So let's, let's go to work. I'm hoping you're able to see what I'm saying here. Now, I'm going next where? Ephesians chapter 1. Habakkuk, we'll do Habakkuk while we go in there. We'll do that. It's okay. You and Amos, a couple books over, you'll be in Habakkuk. Right after Nahum. All right. Habakkuk, chapter 2. Now, you got to hear how man used to live. Don't forget that. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. How did they used to live? Deuteronomy 8 and 3, man should not live by bread only, but by every word of God. All right, that proceeded forth out of the mouth of God. I ask you a question. When did the word proceeded forth out of the mouth of the Lord? When Jesus came. So you got to understand, that's when it happened. That's why he told them, and I'm going to show you, he said, look, my doctrine is not mine. The word that I speak is, is not mine. It's the Father that sent me. I'm just going to show you all of that in one book. And I called it Deuteronomy 1815. I'm quite sure you got that, right? All right. We'll go to that next. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Here come the different vision. Here it is. I will stand up on my watch, verse 1. And I will set me up on the tower. See, the people was not obeying the word. It's why God gave Habakkuk this word. I would wait what he would say to me and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Somebody say another vision. Another right, write the vision. Remember, God had given Moses vision. The vision was man should not live by bread only, Moses, but by every word that proceeded forth out the mouth of God. Now, they weren't keeping the word. They weren't obeying the word. So now God says, okay, Habakkuk, just, here's the vision. Make it plain upon table that they may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak. When is it going to speak? At the end. So if people don't think the end has come, then the vision has never spoken. 
and the vision is the gospel grace. All right. The vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. All right, but watch what, what he's going to tell you. When the vision comes, how are you going to know it? Here it is. Behold, his soul which lifted up is not upright in him. This is how you're going to know when the vision comes, but the just shall live by his faith. So the just is going to live by Jesus' faith. The just is going to live by the faith of the Son of God. See, so if you don't know Paul's message, what he preached, you don't know the vision already came, and you don't know the end already came. Because it just told you in verse 3, the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end, the vision is going to speak. So we're going to show you that the vision spoke. I know I've got somewhere else to go, but let's go to the book of Acts chapter 13. Are you enjoying the word? From the book of Acts chapter 13. See, this is why so many people would die and go to hell because they don't believe the word. As a matter of fact, they don't know the word. You can't believe if you don't know. Acts chapter 13, verse 38 and 39. Let's see the division come. Yeah, it came and Israel rejected it. And it went to the Gentiles. Acts chapter 38, chapter number 13, verse 38, 39, and 46. Three verses, you ought to mark your Bible. Verse, th verse 38 said, Be it known to you therefore, men and brothers, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sin. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That can't be right. Because Acts chapter 2, verse 36, thir I'm sorry, Acts 2, 38 says, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. See, that's already passed. People still trying to do that. And then, and all the way up, then that's why I'm saying the kingdom of God came. Now people had to be water baptized through John. But see, people still want that. Now Paul comes out and says, you don't have to do that no more. Change has come. A new vision is here. What is called? The just shall live by faith. What is it called? <laughs> well, if I was in Moses' day, what was it called? Man should not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded forth out of the mouth of God. Well, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was the time that the word of God proceeded forth out of the mouth of God. And that's why people had to live by the word. But the problem was their ears were closed, their eyes were shut. Because of the prophecy of Isaiah, we're going to go back and show it to you in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13. All right. Be it known to you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached to you now the forgiveness of sin. Well, I thought I could get water baptized. No, 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 no. It's through this man. Watch this. And by him, all that believe. Well, what about water baptism? All that believe are justified. What the word justified mean? All that believe are made righteous. Didn't send them by no water baptism. All that believe are made righteous from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses, which just happened in water baptism and circumcision. Can anybody see that? Yeah. See, all this, that's why people are still preaching you. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, you can get all that. I'm not going there. You can get all that's what all that's all the thing they did. They 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 repented, 
they repented from dead work, they were water baptized, they had circum, they had them all. Paul says, therefore leaving, leave this. That's why people would never frown the gospel grace, because they're not going to leave it. They're going to sit there and argue that Jesus ain't never come yet, and, and, and we, he, whenever he comes, they're going to get you out of the grave. That's where they're going. They're going to give you a good sermon, and then they're going to close out and get their handkerchief, throw across their shoulder, and say, I got the clothes now. They're going to give you, he died. Yeah, he died. All right, Acts chapter 13, verse 38, 39. Be it known to you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins, and by him, by him, all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. That's why my, my question is how to have faith. Verse 46, same chapter. Then, Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said to them, it was necessary, Jewish believers, that the word of God, that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but seeing you put it from you, and you judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. Well, what are you going to preach if you go to the Gentiles, Paul? You still don't know. You still don't know. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. See, you still don't know what God preached to you. If you know, I can go all the way around the world and come ask you the same question, you still going to know. See, they rejected the word of God. So when they rejected the word of God, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. Well, what do you think he's going to preach to the Gentiles? Here we go, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. We say it all the time, but it do no good if you do not believe. God would never write it in your heart until you believe. See, that's what people don't understand. I'm asking you here how to have faith. And the only way you do, you believe the word when it's being, te- when it's being taught. The gospel of Christ. All right, watch this. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Come back to your camera there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ephesians 1, 13. In whom, now Paul has already spoke to the Jewish believers from chapter, chapter 1, verse 1 through 12. Then he's going to switch over and start talking to the, the, the uh, Gentile believers. At that time, they were Greeks. Then he said, now, in whom you also trust it. We're going to teach on three things in this, in this verse, not all today. We're going to teach on, my, my whole thing is how to have faith. Today, I'm teaching on one, and I'm going to show you what that is. Number three is after you trust it. Uh, Number one is after you heard the word of truth. That's the one I'm teaching you right now. You'll get into the second service. After you heard the word of truth, number one, the word of truth, remember, is the gospel of your salvation. Purple is stopped right there and said, look, this is the gospel of your salvation. See, you need to mark that in your Bible. And then it says, after you believe. After you believe what? The word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. You will seal with the Holy Spirit, which is the honest of your inheritance unto redemption of the person possession, unto the praise of his glory. 
So you have to know those three words we're going to do. The next word I'm going to do after this is after you believe. Today I'm talking about after you heard. See, you didn't get the Holy Spirit until first you had to do three things. That's why I'm, I'm teaching you about faith, how to have faith, because until number one, after you heard, then after that you had to believe, and then after that you have to trust, because it's going to be a lifestyle now. See, this is why people don't have faith. I'm getting ready to get into it now. I got another 11 minutes. All right, so you need that verse, because that's the verse that's going to be central in the teaching. Three things you have to do to have faith. You have to trust, you have to believe, and you have to hear the word. All right, so, but, but what word are you hearing? The word of truth, that's the key. So if you're going to a church that's teaching you the word of God, Romans 10, 17 does say that. So then faith come by hearing, and hearing by the, the word of God. Yeah, but that's the word of God. But that's not your gospel. See, Paul preached the word of God. Paul preached the gospel of the kingdom. But that was not for you. Let me show you some other folk preach the word of God. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 6. And we're going to look at the first seven verses. See, you have to know there's a difference in the word of God and the word of truth. I told you last week that the word of life was for us. It's not. I need to show you that next. That's 1 John 1. We'll go there next. And you want to put by that word of life. The word of life also was for Israel, not us. The word of life was Jesus Christ in the flesh. The word of God was Jesus Christ in the flesh. The word of truth is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Because truth is revealed when the gospel of Christ is preached. We'll go there next. Did I put that in your notes? Romans 1, 16, 17? I don't hear no. Write that in your notes. We'll go there next. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. It shows you how the word of truth is revealed. Only when Christ is preached. So if you go into a ministry that's not preached the gospel of Christ, they're just, they're just walking up and down the highway until you slap somebody. And that's what you're going to end up doing. But you're not going to have no word. You're not going to have no faith. Because they're not preaching you the gospel of Christ. All right. Acts chapter 6. Here we go. In those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there was a rose of murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because of their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It's not reason, it's not right that we should leave the word of God. That we should leave the word of God and serve tables. What did they preach? The word of God. Wherefore, brethren, look ye among yourselves, seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint on this business. But we will give ourselves continued to prayer and to the ministry of the word. What word? The word of God. 
And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Parcherus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenius, Nicodemus, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them, and the word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and the, a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Now, let's go back and show you something where I'm going now. I, I said, and then I said, we're going to go there next. Romans 1.16. Come on. Romans chapter 1. See, you got to listen to me real good when I say to you, we'll go there next. That's what you put down on top of everything else. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, 17. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, 17. All right, in verse number 15, so much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel unto you also that I had wrong. Well, what gospel did he preach? In verse 17. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. What gospel did he preach? What is your gospel? The gospel of Christ. It's the same thing as the word of truth. It's the gospel of Christ. And then it said the gospel of Christ, watch this, it is the power of God on the salvation. It is the power of God on the salvation. I'm going to show you that same word power is the same word as faith. The gospel of Christ is the power of God. We know it's the same word as Christ. Christ is Colossians 1, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 1, 24, Christ is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 1, 18, Christ is the power of God, the wisdom of God. So we know the same word as faith because if you had faith as the grain of mustard seed, you can say this mountain. Be moved, be cast into the sea. Should not doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you say shall come to pass. You shall have what you say. Ain't that power? See, that's what happens is you got to understand the word of God is power. The word of truth is power. Watch this. The word of truth power can save your soul. Now, it's the word of God that died for your sins. But you're going to need the word of truth for salvation. You can't get your salvation you see what the difference in the gospel? The word of God, which is Jesus, died for your sins, buried again, raised again from the dead for your justification, but it's going to take the word of truth to get your salvation. Come on. Moses brought you out of Egypt, but it's going to take Joshua to take you in to get your promised land. So you can't get your salvation, your promises, without the word of truth. All right. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation, or to get your salvation, to everyone that believe it. Watch this. To the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Here it is. When the gospel of Christ is preached, verse 17, therein is the righteousness of God revealed. When the gospel of Christ is preached, what happened? The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, and it's written, watch this now, the just shall live by faith. Wait a minute. 
When I told you Deuteronomy 8 and 3, man should not live by bread only, but he's going to live by every word to proceed forth out the mouth of God. Well, man don't live like that no more. The just shall live now by, by faith. He gave it at Romans 1.17. He gave it to you in Galatians 3.11. He gave it to you in Hebrews 10.38. The same thing. The just shall live by faith. But who is he talking about going to live by faith? Those that have been justified. Well, that's why I gave you Acts chapter 13, verse 38 and 39 and 46. You only justified when you, when you believe Christ's death, death, and resurrection. When, I, when they preach to you this man, by this man, that's how you're justified. From all things which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. See, people can't get water baptized and be justified, and that's what people are teaching you. That they're going to baptize you in water in Jesus' name and get rid of your sins. See, that's why I read Acts chapter 26, verse 18 every time, because it tells you you just receive the forgiveness of sin. It's already been paid for. All right. Now, how, how to have faith is where we're going to go. What else I got out there first before I go nowhere? If, you took, if you've been taking notes for me. I already did Habakkuk 2. We stopped there already. First John 1 and 1 gave you the, gave you the word of life. Uh, uh, yeah, and I told you that was one of those. That was the word of life was not. I gave you that last week, and I told you the word of life. Philippians 2.15, I think. It was. Let me see. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 16. Man, the Holy Ghost is so good. I turned one time. I'm on it. Thank you, Lord. That's the Holy Ghost, man. Somebody give him praise. That's the Holy Ghost for you. All right, now watch this. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 16. Now you want to put there, beside there, 1 John 1 and 1. Because he told you what the word of life is. See, there are people are preaching to you the word of life. Holding forth, are you there? Holding forth the word of life. You see it? Holding forth the word of life. That's what he told Timothy. That I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Now let's go to 1 John. Let's see what the word of life is. See, that's why you need to sit down sometime and just find them all. Word of life, word of truth, word of God, word of faith. And you'll be able to know which one is. Your ministry is a word of, is a word of truth. 1 John. See, what happened is we just suppose we write. The people who are preaching the word of life suppose they write. 1 John chapter 1 and 1. Coming back to your camera, man. Don't want you to think I forgot you. 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. That which was from the beginning, that we have heard, We've seen with our eyes, we looked up on, our hands have handled the word of life. See the difference? How many can see the difference? Let me, let me show you again. That which was from the beginning, John 1 and 1, that's what he's talking about. Which we've heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we have looked up on, the word of life, 
Our hands have handled the word of life. The life was manifested. John 1.14. This life was manifested. And we've heard it. We've seen it. We bear witness and show to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. So the word of, word of life was manifested to us. Do I give you any kind of clue? Don't you see Jesus? Come on, I gave you John 1, 14, and the word was manifested in the flesh. Come on, you need to put down, you've got to put the word down, you've got to study the word of God. There's a manifested word, and there's a revealed word. The gospel of Christ is not the manifested word. The gospel of Christ is the revealed word. You get faith when the gospel of Christ is preached. Faith is revealed to you. So that's why he said faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's, that's under their dispensation. But you got to understand that is to the Jewish believer. Faith come by you hearing the word of truth. I gave that in Romans 1, 16, 17, when the word, let's go back to again. When the gospel of Christ is preached, faith is revealed. So you have to know how you get your faith. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God to salvation everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein, when the, word, when, the, when the word of truth, when the gospel of Christ is preached, it's the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God is revealed. See, the righteousness of God is faith. We, we learned that in chapter 4. Amen. Abraham believed God and God counted for righteousness. Faith is counted for what? Righteousness. So when you have faith, that means God has made you what? Righteous. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, and it is written, the just shall live by faith now. Well, how did you get faith? Look at, look at chapter 4, once again, and verse 3. What did the scripture say? Abraham believed God. Romans 4, 3, Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him for righteousness. Look at verse number 5. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly. His faith, his faith is counted for what? See, not your faith, his faith. The just shall live by his faith. And his faith is counted for what? Righteousness. So when God gave you faith, he made you righteous. So a man that does not, does not have faith is not righteous. The next teaching, I'm going to show you why you don't have faith. Give you a little preview. You can't have both. So when I read to you Hebrews, uh, uh, Mark chapter 4 and 35, we're going to read only verse 40. Mark 4 and 40. And this is where we're going to start the next service. I'm not going over all the things I did this morning. We're going to start at Mark 4 and verse 40. 40, that chapter. Because we want to show you how to have faith. And verse 40, Jesus already told him we're going to the other side. And then here comes the stone. 
And verse 40 says, he came into the boat, calmed the sea, calmed the storm, and he asked them two questions. Why are you so fearful or why are you scared of everything? Why do you have the spirit of fear? Can't have both. You can't have the spirit of fear and the spirit of faith. They don't live in the same house. When faith comes in, faith casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. When a person has fear, they have not been made perfect in love. Love don't live here. Neither does faith because they work together. And my time is over. I thank you for yours. Are we going there next service? Hope you'll be here. We come to this camera. Come on, stand up on your feet, would you? Come on, we're going to get a lot of big hand for our television audience. Thank God for our television audience. First Corinthians chapter 15 told you how to be saved. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach, Paul says, unto you which you also have received and where you stand by which you, the gospel I preach to you, you are saved, not going to be saved. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain, for I deliver to you first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture, and that he was buried, that he rose again the third day, according to the scripture. So Christ's death, burial, and resurrection is your faith in how you got your faith. When you believe in Christ, death, burial, and resurrection is how you got your faith. Let me ask you again, how did you get your faith? When I believe in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection from the dead, that's how I got my faith. And my faith is counted for what? Righteousness. So I know I'm righteous because now the just shall live how? I live by the faith of the Son of God. Ain't that right? So you got to see this. This is how you live. So you don't have to worry about anything else. Just make sure you have the faith of the Son of God and you shall live. Hey, my time is already gone. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.